Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along yet again to the Indoor League Odyssey Um this has to be the final episode, Sam. We've we've dragged it out for weeks and weeks. A twenty-three minute TV show from the nineteen seventies, and it's took us what seven weeks or something like that. Jesus Christ! But, wait, um, but Andy, there's a reason. One of the reasons for that. It's not only is it excellent TV, but there's a lot going on, and there's a huge number of people. <laughs> to, to, for us to look at and discuss. There is, you're the, right, you're right. It's, it's a historical document as much as anything. Yeah. That's what I love about watching this sort of stuff. I just love... I love seeing people from a different era yeah. just being themselves, not In, acting or yeah. anything like that, just yeah. being themselves, it's, like just, the clothes. Like, if you watch a, a film from the 70s that's set in the 70s, for example... It's it's interesting, but you know that a director and a wardrobe, a head of wardrobe, and, a, and an art director, and all these different people, yeah, it's their vision. Yeah, it's what they want you to see. That's true. Whereas something like this, these are like just people hanging about in the. Irish and I suppose what I'm saying is the appeal is just watching the people hanging about being totally themselves right. in the seventies. It's as close totally to time right. travel as you can get, and th- and that I think. We've spent so much time discussing more like the characters in the audience yeah. as we have the contestants. And this, this place, the Irish Centre in Leeds, where it's all set, it's, it's a big fucking place. And there is loads of people. And a lot of those people are odd. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're oddballs. The Indoor League was a magnet for oddballs. But then again, here's another thing. The 1970s was the decade of the oddball. It was Peak oddball, yeah. Because everyone can go, oh, wow, everything in the past seems strange. No, the 50s and the 60s, and even the 40s, when you see people from then, they don't seem as odd. The 80s, the 90s, people don't seem as odd. The 70s, fucking odd. Yeah, really odd. You're right. I think the 50s and 60s were like pioneering decades, and there was those cultural barriers being broken down left, right, and mm. centre, which, you know, with rock and roll and all that kind of mm. thing, and mm. uh, television in the 60s in Britain. Yeah. That, you know, bl- blazers were trailed and all that kind of thing. Well, mm. trails were blazed. I don't know which it is. Right. But Something um One of them. But then by the 70s, everything settled down a little bit. And the, the, the cliche is that everything in the 70s was beige or brown. And... Yeah. And, and dark. You look at- power cuts. But it was just all odd. 
wouldn't it? Yeah, but the, the, like you, you know, that's true. That is the cliche. But then, if you saw something set in the seventies, a movie or whatever, you think, oh yeah, that's the vision of the seventies mm. that whoever was whatever creative mind was behind this was trying mm. to put, convey. But you watch Indoor Lee, it really is dark, and everyone really is wearing brown and beige clothes, yeah. and what? it looks like it smells probably of farts. Yeah, the whole room. Some. Yeah, like there's a cloud of fart over yeah. this, and perhaps the entire country. The the men there, they're all drinking pints of bitter, and yeah. the farts as a result are disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. And they fill in the room. Yeah, you're right. But the it's women like, are just like, well, this is this is it. This is we live it in fartland. <laughs> but that's it. That, that that's it. Another big feature of the 1970s was um, endemic sexual harassment. In the mm. workplace, women were secretaries and regularly mm. got their, their bums pinched and, you know, lascivious remarks aimed at them and they just kind of, most of them thought, this is how it is, you know? My mum is quite problematic because her views, she, uh, you know, honestly, she was brainwashed by years of working in an office, in offices, mm. and being the recipient of that kind of harassment right. has sent her insane and it's like it's a real shame because she will talk about stuff that you see in the news and me too and she mm-hmm. she's almost like oh i mean for fuck's sake women today i mean yeah. everything has to be a big deal and it's like i feel bad sometimes i get annoyed and i go mum you know my wife and my daughter get really annoyed with her right yeah but some and i get annoyed with her because she'll just like belittle the ex- the experience of women because her attitude mm. is well that's just how it was and yeah. it, and that's just you know you just have to you have to have a sense of humor <laughs> you know about <laughs> men grabbing your ass tick. or whatever yeah. right but then I pity her because I think she started work when she was fifteen mm. and she's told me awful stories about when she started work right and then I, I know it went on all the way through uh, working off I used to go to her office after school and I used to see some of the really horrible, sleazy blokes coming in and being in a probes when I was yeah. sitting doing colouring in, right? Mm. She worked in building firms and stuff oh like that. Oh, my God. And it would be like, you know, oh. And then, then you'd get guys who were like quantity surveyors or whatever, foremen, who, who like, they were coming into the office and they were really like, there was so many people like Finchie from the office. Oh, God. The, sale, the regional sales rep be coming in for a meeting but he had a bit of a reputation because he was the top sales rep in, you know, the southeast or something yeah. like that. In, in 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 West London and Middlesex region, he he had been the top salesman. It was those those kind of characters. So come in in a cheap suit, and everyone would be oh, he's coming in, and he yeah. thought he was the fucking dog's bollocks, and just be really inappropriate. Anyway, I saw that shit going on. Equally, I'd go to my dad's office sometimes and he was in a whole different world in a in a fancy place he had his own place up in the west end it was much sort of trendier and he did had so so many pretty girls working there who he mm. would just like yeah i'll just see him and his mates just be like sexist towards them yeah habitually the girls giggle and you sort of think this is fucking mad yeah but my mum sort of uh she was brainwashed and she it's remains brainwashed and she yeah. basically thinks it's all right and women need to lighten up. It's awful, isn't it? And it probably still goes on, but nowadays you'll get the fellas yeah. doing sexist comments and then going, oh, I'm not allowed to say that anymore, am I? Ah! Oh, 
That's the worst. <laughs> now, I'm Cork not going to say it because I'll probably get a slap on the yeah. wrist. I'll ah. probably get cancelled. Oh. Whatever that means. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, it's really simple, everyone. Don't be a cunt. That's the underlying message, I think, throughout life. Yeah. Just don't be a cunt. So yeah. don't give me all this... Well, I don't understand nowadays. It's so complicated what you can and can't say. But yeah. just keep your mouth shut completely. No, <laughs> just don't ask make yourself. out it's fucking complicated, you fucking Neanderthal. It's the simplest thing in the world. It's There used to be a free pass of being a cunt. Now, that pass has been taken away. <laughs> and the free Your pass was mainly, pass. mainly mm. held by white middle-aged men. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, you just have to go, yeah, we, we, you know, fucking hell. We, had our, we took the piss for years. Now we can <laughs> yeah. no longer take the piss. <laughs> yeah. Just apply a little mental filter before you see or do something and ask yourself, hmm, am I going to be a cunt here when I do this? It, what's funny is, is when you have privilege and then the privilege is removed, you, you have to watch yourself from not not being really like angry and entitled about the, the unfair privilege yeah. being taken away. So when I was in Amsterdam, my brother last week, you know, he, he's always made adverts for a living. And when he started out in the 90s, obviously it's a cliche, but you know, there was like more, there was all this money swimming around and then there wasn't, right? And now you can still make a very good living out of it. Yeah. But basically what you can't do anymore is totally take the piss out of your clients, right? <laughs> yeah. Because clients seem to wise up to what was going on in his industry. And I have these, and he, and he moans to me, right? He moans to me while we're sat in this lovely hotel that he lives in in Amsterdam that's being paid for <laughs> by, you know, whatever, the company. And I go, mate, listen, the only reason that you used to earn even more money than you do now is because you were taking the piss out of clients, right? <laughs> you were overcharging them and getting away with it. I said, what you're doing now is like listening to a burglar sitting there and, and saying to his other burglar mates that in the 80s when he started doing burglaries, no one had burglar alarms, so <laughs> yeah. it was really easy. And yeah. now he is affronted and disgusted that <laughs> loads of homes have taken the precaution of getting burglar alarms fitted. <laughs> it makes it much harder for him to get into their homes and steal things, right? And he's actually angry about that. He's angry <laughs> with the people for fitting the alarms. <laughs> and I said, all you can really do is think, oh, well, we had a good run. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now we've got to uh, cut our cloth accordingly. Yeah, just we had a fucking good run. We took the piss. Now, quite rightly... People have cottoned onto it and we're not allowed to take the piss yeah. anymore. It's just basically what we've all got <laughs> perhaps, to think about hey, life. Perhaps that's where we're headed with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A few well, years down the line. Anything that, you know, I've tried to be... In life, you have things, then you lose them almost constantly. Like, it's a constant thing. Mm. And, like, when, you know, when you're young, you think it's all like you're going to end... You're going from A to B. Yeah. And you'll end up... Forever. At, and, and then you'll Brilliant. end up at B and then you'll just retain that forever. Yeah. But then you realise actually fucking life is going on in all different directions all the time. There's all different chapters and you have to just accept that. And so when a good thing comes to an end, I've always tried, one of the things I've tried to say to myself to cope with it is, fucking hell, I was lucky to have that in the first place. Yeah, exactly. I was yeah. lucky. I was lucky that anything good lasted for as long as it fucking did, or that I even got the opportunity in the first place. So treasure that. Don't fucking sit around crying your cock off because it's over. Yeah. 
Yeah. Stop Crying Your Cock Off. That was an Oasis but, song, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was one of, one of their uh, later tracks, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I've got advice that. Um, mm. Indoor League. We were, um, well, I tell you, Fred Truman probably thought the same thing when Indoor League, indoor League finally came to an end. Because he's a, he's a man of the world. He's a sensible yeah, yeah, bloke. Yeah. He would yeah. said, they've cancelled Indoor League. Fine. Yep. I had a great run. We had some good times. I was paid very generously for it. Now it's <laughs> over. It was even better than my cricket career. But there yeah. you go. Things move it were on. Money for, it was money for old rope. And now I embark on the after-dinner speaker circuit where I will make <laughs> similarly large amounts of money for talking shit and getting pissed. I have to stay up a bit later, but ultimately it is a lot less work because in Indoor League, Sid Waddell, the producer, would often make me do several takes of the same link <laughs> until I got it just so. Sometimes four <laughs> takes. <laughs> and I would find that very irritating. <laughs> Is the after-dinner speaker circuit still a thing? I don't know. Yeah, man. Are Footballers are bang on it all yeah. the time. I know I mean, football. Like, like, I know. I know a few ex-West Ham. I actually did some writing for one of uh, for an ex-West Ham legend for right. his after-dinner circuit. Fucking hell! To be honest, I don't think he paid me, but oh. he'd done some. I I don't know. He'd just been he'd been my hero, so I think yeah. it was sort of like here you go, all right, and stuff. <laughs> or he probably just said, "Shit, I'm not using that." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know a few football. Yeah, footballers certainly do. Yeah, it's fucking. Oh, mate, no, we could be. Fu- we should be fucking doing it. What after dinner speaking? Yeah, I've done, I have done after dinner speech speeches right? for money, oh, well, not not for there. years, not for years. But I have done it before. I mean, I was just going to say, I've been say, paid not bad. I was just going to say, I reckon it'll have dried up with COVID and everything, but it's going to be coming back, isn't it? It's back, mate. It's, it's back. back I see it all the time. I get emails all the time. You know, saying, yeah. oh, do you want to come and see this cunt? Yeah, things that you subscribed years ago. Do you want us to come and see some cunt say this? And you're always like, fuck that. I mean, I can't imagine who I would want, who I could be asked getting out of my tracksuit, yeah. putting on my fucking shoes and going into the centre of town yeah. to see any cunt. Who would it be? I can't imagine who it would be. Can't imagine who Bruce I would. Bruce Willis. Who, who, yeah. It's <laughs> and if, but even then it would be like... It would have to be quite intimate. It would not be Bruce Willis's speaking at the Royal Festival Hall. No. He's being interviewed by Christian Guru Murphy from Channel mm. 4 News. Yeah. In, 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 I think, no, fuck that. It would more be like, this is an intimate dinner. Only a dozen people are invited. You're one of them. Bruce will be there. And in between dessert and coffee, he'll get up and he'll just do a 45-minute speech which just is a deep dive into the making of all the diehard films. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, all right, I'll come. Well, that's the is thing, the dinner though, free? Is the dinner free? Yeah. All right, I'll come. I'll come that's, to that. That's become the thing that now, because maybe the after-dinner speaking thing's dying out a bit. We've, we've got all of this now, an audience with, or an evening with, dot, mm. dot, dot, insert mm. name of celebrity, where mm. some journal will turn up and just ask them questions for an hour. Huge money in it, mate. And then, and then the, the punters can chuck some questions in as well and everyone goes on slightly underwhelmed. Yeah, the How To Academy, Intelligence Squared. These mm. companies are huge. Fane. These companies made so much money by streaming it during COVID. It's unbelievable, mate. Very yeah. often, actually, they didn't pay the talent because the talent was pun- promoting a book. Exactly. Yeah. What I'm saying is to any of you listening, right? If you've got 
um, uh, something, an industry event, something, a corporate event. You want to impress clients. You want to lay on a bit of fun for your um, for your staff. Anything that you want, some team building exercises. Me and Andy are really good at those, mm-hmm. right? All that, here's some shit, make a canoe out of it, right? We can mm-hmm. do all of that. Get in touch. We, Contact we, tfTimemachine.com. We will do it. The money will have to be significant. And paid but, in advance. We, we, yeah, do this, but, um, we do this over Zoom, yeah? Well, yes, unless... If you, if you want us in the flesh, that is possible. But we are talking eye-watering fees Flesh for that. costs. Flesh costs. Flesh level. We've got a package... And we can offer you, and flesh level Cyber is the level. top level. Yeah. Cyber level or flesh level? Do you want? Oh, you're looking at our flesh package. That's fine. That's that's possible. It, there is quite a big jump in cost, but we think it offers value. Oh, you, you want do to come get within... to see our flesh, our pink chubby flesh up are, close. Are you want to come within two meters of us as well? That's an extra level again. <laughs> Now, if you want to prod our flesh, especially considering the pandemic, um, that's that is going to be you're going to have to be talking about paying off our mortgage or something like that. <laughs> if you want to touch us, touch us in, touch <laughs> us in the flesh, on the flesh, <laughs> touch me on the flesh. Isn't that isn't that a Blondie song uh, on the <laughs> on the flesh? That's it, isn't it? Jalapeno. Jalapeño. Let's just get back to the indoor league because otherwise this no. is going to go to another episode and nobody wants that. Anyway, no. it's it's in the second half of the show. The adverts have been on uh, and Fred um, previews the darts. He says, uh, we've got Alan Evans of Wales and Tommy O'Regan, a former Irish jockey. And mm. then, really solemnly, Fred says, we make no excuse for showing the whole match again. <laughs> 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 All right, fucking hell, calm down. I will not. I'll not make any excuses. Not to you. Not to anyone. I'm Fred Truman, and the only person who shall judge me is God. It's God Himself, <laughs> the big man upstairs. <laughs> and I'm not sure that I'd even apologise to him for showing. It's that good. This fucking darts match, uh, or insert the name of any deity which you choose to observe. <laughs> Vishnu, uh, any of them. And um, unfortunately, really, the darts match is its not as great as the other stuff we've been seeing in the first half. It is a darts match, basically. The um, the scoring isn't as high as what you'll see in, in modern darts now. Uh, Alan mm. Evans is a great player, and he went on to win lots of titles uh, throughout the 70s. Uh, I'm not sure what happened to Tommy O'Regan the former Irish jockey. Um, but O'Regan wins it 2-0. And, was, um, was darts on telly in the 70s? This was kind of the beginning of it. Right. This was kind of the beginning of it. And I think on the back of this, ITV got the um, the World Championships, which was then sponsored by News of the World. And they held it oh. in the Alexandra Palace, where they have it now. Yeah. Um, and there's footage of it online. And it's just a... a a, a, a sweating, heaving <laughs> mass of urine dolly crowd of boozy mm. blokes smoking, and just it's it's like fucking it's like Glastonbury, but for mm. darts. And there's just people mm. everywhere, 
and it looks pretty disgusting. And and some people are just throwing darts willy nilly. I mean, the, there's not even the arena. there's boards yeah. everywhere. Some are on the floor, other. some are on the ceiling. Yeah, people are yeah. just fucking lobbing. You're it's not sure big. who the players are and who the fans are. There's no S- distinction. Yeah, stinking sweaty boozy darts festival. Um, Did I tell uh, you about so the bloke who to... told me at Alexandra Palace that someone was on the upper floor and they puked <laughs> in a pint glass? And then someone knocked oh, the pint glass off off the upper yeah. tier, and it went all over people's heads below. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's darts. That's darts for you. Hello and welcome yeah. to that's darts, <laughs> where we look at the lighter side and some of the funnier clips from the worlds of darts and darting. <laughs> I mean, I've been to the darts a few times, but the older I get, the the less inclined I am to go along because it feels increasingly more like a a televised sport. Um, yeah, I don't really want to be part of that throng anymore. Um, yeah, I went and I thought it, it's you know because I went when I was still on the on the beer and all that, and um, it was more about that. But to watch yeah. the darts, it's fucking made for TV. When you're there, you think I can't fucking I can't see what the fuck's going on. Yeah, that's true. As the ad used to say, I'm only here for the beer. Exactly. Um, so then, the, <laughs> so Tommy O'Regan wins two nil. He wins 150 quid and a gold medal. Uh, I don't know if it's solid gold or not. But uh, And then there's more darts. And uh, Fred says, we're going to finish with a little lady called Love Day King. She came all the way from Cornwall. <laughs> and uh, this is Love Day King. And what a name that is, Love Day. What a great name. Sounds like it? a great soul singer. Yeah, Love Day King. And um, she plays a woman called Mrs. Catterick, whose first name I can't remember. And um, Mrs. Catterick. Uh, Mrs. Catterick. I'm known simply as Mrs. Catterick. <laughs> there is no need for Christian names. My husband does not allow my first name to be used outside of the walls of our home. I am Mrs. Catterick. I am his goods and chattel. And uh, I shouldn't even be speaking to you now. I'm only allowed to speak to you to explain that my name is Mrs. Catterick. <laughs> this conversation now has to end for legal reasons. And Mrs. Catterick. My husband. My husband is a kind man in his way, <laughs> but he is also a uh, very quick-tempered man, <laughs> and and he will resort to violence at the drop of a hat, believe me. He is never violent towards me or our children, but if he perceives any threat towards our, our, our uh, comfort, he will mm. lash out. He is very jealous. He sees every man as a love rival. <laughs> 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 and Mrs. Catterick, uh, we find out their hobbies from the commentator during the match. Um, she enjoys dressmaking, walking, and gardening. <laughs> Breathing. <laughs> Looking. She enjoys walking from her dressmaking area to her garden and back again. <laughs> Occasionally, she will stroke her cat. <laughs> She and likes nothing day, more than to breathe, breathe oxygen. Love Day King wins, um, and I looked, I looked her up. There's a bit of stuff uh, about her. She was one of the leading lady darts players of the seventies and eighties. She's still alive. She's about eighty-one now. Love Day King. Get her on the get pod. Her on Humans of Honor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, her and her husband used to be teamed up, and they'd play, they play in the uh, the pubs and clubs. But she came all the way from Cornwall. She was an outsider for this tournament and mm. she got all the way through and she won it and she wins and she's described by the commentator as the pin-up of the public bars. 
she's not an unattractive lady. I'll say that. I'll say that about her. Love dear King. Um, is but, she the one with the? I'm just looking through it now. Is she the one with the brown curly hair? Or is that Mrs. What's her uh, name? I, I don't have it in front of me now. I can't tell. Is she wearing a blue dress, I think? Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm just having and a look And then there's now. another woman who's in some sort of dungaree. She looks a bit more like Kiki D. Are you watching the right episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Champions Edition. <laughs> yeah, she's in the I'm blue I'm not saying it is Kiki D. She's although it would have been wonderful dress. had Kiki D shown up. Right. <laughs> in the next... Yeah. <laughs> Love Dick Next King. stop, Bar Billiards. <laughs> and we've got Kiki G, who came all the way from London. <laughs> In her spare time, she is a singer. <laughs> and there's ladies there with their handbags and everything. There's a young boy watching on. Looks bored shitless. But uh, Love Dick King wins. Uh, the pin-up of the public bars. And then we go to the medal presentation. And there are two women who are doing the presentations. If you just scroll forward a little bit. Um, it's at about 24 minutes plus and uh, there it is Love Dear King it's been presented with uh, her medal and uh, yeah there's two women and one of them is an incredibly tall black woman wearing a very very small mm. oh my god yeah Amazonian <laughs> look at those legs she's yeah. incredible She's wearing a very, yeah. very small Triggered. dress and knee-length leather boots with massive fucking like um, 70s stack platform. heels on them. Platforms, mm. yeah. I think fucking she was recruited hell. by Sid Waddell for this. Wow. <laughs> I think, I we're think gonna she, need, we're going to need a, a, leggy, a, a, a leggy black lass. <laughs> Um, to be involved in the present in the in the, in the award <laughs> presentation ceremony, can anyone rustle them up? A leggy black lass. I mean, she's fucking phenomenal to look at. She's I'll phenomenal. Give her that. Um, she's incredible. And she gives out the check that Love Dear King wears. Uh, wins. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just looking at this woman. I'm getting slightly triggered. It's quite. It, this is quite a scene. I'm frozen on exactly. 24 point to 24 minutes 25 seconds right and, and Fred Truman in his bizarre brown slacks <laughs> yeah. and his, sort of diarrhea coloured cardigan his granddad and, wear isn't it his granddad wear let's be honest and fucking really out there hairstyle right like yeah. a hat he is putting the Hold medal of over Love Day King in yeah. a purple dress yeah the, the the leggy lass is looking on who just looks like she's she's in the wrong place because she looks like she should be on an episode of Soul Train <laughs> not Indoor League right she is incredible and then there's the other lass in um a, a, a sort of an Alice band and dungarees yeah who's the one who I think looks a bit like Kiki D oh yeah yeah and, yeah. and then these strange illustrations of men feeling up women's asses in, on, on the backdrop it's a fucking amazing do you know what it reminds me of a bit that fu- that like, final scene in Star Wars: A New Hope, when Princess Leia puts the medals on uh, on um, all the heroes, it was based looks on that a bit like that. that. But very yeah. much Fred Truman in the Princess Leia role. God, look at it! What a, what a scene! There's so now, much to unpack there. Like Princess Leia, I, Fred Truman, will present this award to Love Day King. Think of her as like one of them robots. C three P what? As Princess C-3P Leia would say. As Princess Leia yeah. would say in the film, now, like Fred Truman, 
in the indoor league. <laughs> Yeah, George Lucas said that. He, go, Where'd you? he went, the idea for the final scene, I didn't know how to wrap the movie up, see? They'd blown up the death so I was going to end it there. But the movie studio said, you know, we've got to add another five minutes on the end. I don't know why it was to do with licensing or something. So I'm sat home and I'm watching Indoor League with Fred Truman. And it looks so, it, there's something magical and auspicious about the bit where he's putting the medals on Love Day King. And I thought, bang! I'll have there that. There it is. I thought, George, talent borrows, genius steals. I'm having that. And I nicked it. And I'm not even ashamed. The rest, the rest is history. <laughs> so thank you, Frank, Frank Truman and Sid Waddell. Uh, not a lot of people know this, but to say thanks for giving me the idea, I gave them cameos as, as stormtroopers. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's astonishing. The whole thing's astonishing. Um, I might get a screen grab of that and tweet it out tomorrow when the episode goes out. <laughs> Pick the bones out of that, everyone. Oh, my God. That, um, that girl is so sexy. It's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. It's yeah, ridiculous. it's ridiculous. I, can't, like, I have to stop looking at it. <laughs> so um, she's got the check. Uh, and then Fred does a little interview with Love Day King. And he says, where did you get this name, Love Day? <laughs> and she says, oh, I, th- I think my mother ran out of names when she got to me. He says, oh, how many, how many of there it, are now you? that's a queer name you've got there. <laughs> Where's that from? Out of space. He says, <laughs> how, how many of you are there? She says, oh, there's nine of us. <laughs> so she's got nine sisters, I guess, or eight sisters. And maybe there was only eight names in Cornwall and Lovedear was the, uh, the ninth one. But um, And then that's, that's kind of it. Fred wraps it up there and he says uh, something like, isn't she sweet? And he says, uh, whoever said a woman's place is in the kitchen should have been here today with Love Day King and he'd so volunteer to do the washing up. <laughs> so there's Fred <laughs> striking a blow for equality. Sex uh, equality. Yeah, I'm all for it. And then there's if a you, lovely if, bit. if there's darts like that on offer, I'm all for feminism. There's a lovely bit at the end. He says, we'll leave you all with our champions together. Ten super sports stars in their own right. I'll see thee. And I'll he signs see off. Which, of course, then, is, yeah, that's his best catchphrase, isn't it? But then, just as it's about to end, Fred walks off out of the shot and the camera slowly zooms in on those cartoon nipples that we discussed earlier Fucking on. Fucking hell. Don't know if you want to fast forward to that bit. Yeah. Peeping nipples off, they are, aren't they? We, we zoom in on the nipples. You know that meme that's probably the most used meme on the internet, which is the couple walking down the street and the man, they've got their arms around each other yeah. and the man's looking back over his shoulder at the other woman walking yeah. by. Well, that, this is where that came. Look at this. This that's painting on the is. wall is exactly that meme, yeah. isn't it? But it's paper, rather than a photograph, it's painted in a 1970s style. It's a man, he's got his arm around his missus and he's staring off at this other woman whose whose nipples are peeping up from under her dress. Yeah. Everyone have a look at this. And then it cuts to all of the winners all together. I can see Speedy Campbell there and his pal. Um, always loved the king there. John Chell, the nervous young lad, yeah. he's there. Uh, all the winners. Uh, and the the two women who are presenting the cheque and the, the medal. And the, the black woman doesn't seem to have smiled at any point. She's just absolutely... Fucking um, fierce. She's ice cold. Ice but cold. But she's maybe part of her is thinking, how the fuck did I, my agent book me onto this? Yeah. 
She's probably had to endure an entire day of grotesque sexism. And racism. And racism, probably. And uh, But, um, yeah. And then they She's all just like, stand there. Fuck me. And then yeah. suddenly they all start waving. Oh, she's smiling now. She's smiling now. A delayed now. wave. All the winners wave. Sid Waddell shouts them off camera. Fucking wave, man! <laughs> Fred, you start it and the others will join in. Fuck yeah, now. Fucking Fred sat, stood there at the front, grinning and oh, waving. Yeah. Sorry, Sid, I forgot. <laughs> My mind was already on the pub. <laughs> I got distracted by that woman when I walked onto set. <laughs> And uh, there it is. That's the Indoor League for you. That's the 25-minute Champions edition. Other episodes are available on YouTube if you want to seek them out. Um, I think we've done all our work here on Indoor League. We'll I hope we've given you a flavour of it. You really need to watch it too, though, to get the full majesty of the, the colours, um, yeah. sights and sounds. Some of the comments on YouTube. Um, someone, Ewan McFarlane, says... This was before people were glued to a screen. They played games and interacted with each other. <laughs> and then someone called Smeghead replies, or just watch people on TV do it. <laughs> yeah, well said, Smeghead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, where is Love Dear now, says someone called the Jiraiya Cotton Band. Everything's so brown, says Richard M. 8422. Yeah. And there it is. That's your indoor league. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with a brand new Odyssey next week, which we haven't decided what it's going to be yet. We've got a fair idea, though. We've so, got some um, strong ideas. We do. And we're very excited about what's to come. So uh, we'll see you then. I'll see thee. I'll see thee. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.